What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. Fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. You simply hit subscribe on, on whatever device that you're using to listen to this. Especially if you're on the iTunes, hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. That's the word, subscribe. Hit it and then click rate and review. Give the show five stars if you're digging what you hear. And that is what really helps uh, gain more national attention for the podcast and for all of the guests that come on the program and uh really helps so if you could uh well, i'll go ahead and give you the time to do so right now you're gonna go ahead you're clicking right write a review and uh clicking the five stars and saying a few nice words there you go episode 99 everybody we are just one away from 100 got um uh, some studio sessions coming at you to help celebrate 100 that we did over at the hallowed halls recently so pumped to to bring those to you if you want to find uh, more of the in-studio sessions you can you can travel to the dan cable presents youtube channel and find a bunch of in-studio performances there as well as some live performances and uh, the freshest video that has been uploaded to the YouTube channel is the short documentary that I made on local Portland band Tribe Mars. It's called Move Through You, a film about Tribe Mars. And I encourage you to check that out. Really pumped about that. Just released that a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's available to you all on the, on the internet. It's on the, on the YouTube channel. So check it out and uh, get to know about Tribe Mars. Those, those, uh, that group of people is playing music often here in Portland, and it's uh, it's usually a, a real treat to get to see them. So so check it out, and um, you know share, subscribe if you dig, and all of those things are much appreciated. You can find uh, everything at the central location, uh, dancablepresents.com as well, and um, you can send me an email there. You can uh, place your complaints there. Fill my inbox with uh, with nonsense. Love to read some emails on this on this podcast. I love it. It'd be great. So Dan Cable presents at gmail That's where you can find me. Anyhow, we're uh, I'm pretty excited about this episode. This is one where we we step away from from music a bit, and um, I had Olivia Ashton on the show. And it was a a lovely hang with uh, with Liv. She is a a wonderful photographer, and I really love the intention that she she puts being behind her work. Um, so I definitely recommend anybody that is looking to document something um, by um, by film photography i would highly recommend you checking out um her work 
I have the the links in the episode notes, and she shouts it out during towards the end of the podcast as well. But she's just an incredibly uh, kind person, and she's a real real pleasure to get to be around. And I'm I'm fortunate to uh, to call her a friend and uh, somebody that I've really gotten to know over this last year, and I think. Both she and I sometimes do what we do for similar reasons of, of just wanting to better understand um, the uh, the human experience. And maybe it's something that, that helps us feel a little less alone in it sometimes. And it's nice to hear that, that people have similar experiences to connect to as well as, as different experiences to... Uh, provide with more perspective on uh, just understanding that uh, not everybody's experience here is the same and um, I just really I really vibe with with Liv and and uh, what she's about and and her personal exploration of uh, whatever this crazy consciousness is and uh I don't know. Life, life is uh, life is very weird sometimes. Life is strange. It's a be- it's a beautiful thing, but I think sometimes it's it's crazy to uh, sit around. Thirty two years into the game for myself, just kind of hanging out sometimes with with friends or in certain places, and it's like I can't believe that you know I'm here. That I I live in Portland and um I you know have kind of moved away from the place where I grew up and whatnot and it's kind of it's it's just kind of a, a strange thing sometimes and you just we we kind of touch on um just kind of waking up to these new realities sometimes and it's it's uh just kind of crazy how life reveals itself to you sometimes and I'll tell you what, we got a little hippy dippy on this episode. We we dove uh for the first time we 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 jumped into some psychedelic talk on this podcast, which I was pretty pretty excited about. Um I've definitely had um a few major experiences on uh on some psilocybin that uh have been pretty big game changers for myself. And have been these these crazy crazy wild experiences that have uh that I've certainly appreciated and um the most recent one was uh with Liv and a in and a group of, of folks out in Joshua Tree just not not too long ago here over in I think January yeah just January so last month and uh, I think there's there's definitely uh some a barriers that are broken or bonds that are formed when you um with with a group of people like that that you go out and do some uh a decent decent amount of mushrooms with and uh so this was uh it was just kind of fun to to talk with Liv about about all that stuff as well um because it'd been like I don't know, a few weeks since our trip 
And uh, so it was just, it was fun to hang with her and uh, just kind of talked about her process a little bit as well on the creative end. So we, we talk photography a bit. We talk a lot of life stuff. And like I said, we talk about some, let's talk about some psychedelics. Just get real wild and um, all kinds of things. So um, we're still going to kick off the episode with some, some tunes. Um, the reason that, that Olivia and I know each other is uh is because of of hammerhead and um one of the fellas andrew is actually her housemate and so she hears quite a bit of hammerhead because she's always in the next room of where they are rehearsing and whatnot so uh, i figured you know we kick it off with uh, a jam of of some mutual friends some keep it all in the family there um so we're doing it. Episode 99. Olivia Ashton is on the show to drop knowledge about her photography and life adventures. So let's do it. This is a jam from Hammerhead. It's called Way Back When. blackness heart in my heart hoping you throw me a rope said I find I'm on my own just a few pennies left and a crumbling home feeling my bones are all cold When will you know that I'm your friend I'm so sick of this heartache I cannot
I'm sitting in my big blue chair All out of words And pulled out my hair Oh, take me home That cat we're having some mad cat issues here. Um, yeah, just speak into cool. that thing. Hey. <laughs> How's it going, Liv? <laughs> You're on the program. Yay! I'm incredibly grateful to have you on the on the program. I'm so happy to be here. It's rad to uh, to kind of break out of of the music a little bit. Cool. And I think uh, a big reason for starting this podcast was just to like have some human connection and understand the reason people do things. So it's, uh, it's nice to like break out of, of the music side and kind of, I don't know, jump into somebody else that's doing something in, sure. in the art world or just, uh, just kind of going on their own path, breaking outside of like a nine to five grind yeah. and doing their own thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, um, start like i know you because of andrew and tyler like just uh from the hammerhead crew Mm -hmm. and uh you're probably the only person one of the only people that's heard them play more music than i have (laughs) because you uh sleep next to their (laughs) rehearsal room (laughs) which which is awesome um and then yeah i've just had like the opportunity to have encounters with you here at this house many times and then uh I feel like our recent experience out in Joshua Tree was uh, definitely broke down some barriers. It was of, transcendent. Of, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like had had some time yeah. to like hang out with you a little bit more, like one on one or whatever. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just maybe start like where I know you said that you weren't really like an artsy person in high school when I was mm. talking to you about that and just uh, like lean more towards like sports. Mm-hmm. growing up and whatnot yes. um yeah were you like when when did you start getting interested in in photography cool yeah um yeah I definitely played a lot of sports in high school and then um I was going to go to northern Arizona to play college soccer and got there and started and then kind of realized that that wasn't the trajectory that I wanted to go on um um yeah so about a month into that, I transferred to Oregon State and started um, on the art program there. The art program. <laughs> <laughs> the program, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and was like pretty lost for a couple of years. Um, soccer had kind of been my identity, um, and I was just kind of floundering around trying to try new things and seeing what fit. And traveling has always been really important to me, so I studied uh, for a year in Germany. And it was over there that I got my first camera. Um, I brought my first camera over there. And yeah, I just fell in love with capturing um, the architecture there specifically. And then as soon as I turned the camera on to people, it clicked. And that connection, um, yeah, it was, I mean, kind of similar to what you do. It was like an excuse to get to know someone really intimately and hang out in a way that... um, yeah, where we got to create something together and they got to know themselves better and I got to know them and like what was going on 
internally and externally. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, you played like soccer all like all growing up. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah, all growing up. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. To I don't know. It's such a it's such a different thing like mm-hmm. playing playing sports because I also grew up playing sports like pretty heavy like playing travel ice hockey like okay. all throughout high school and in junior high or whatever and that was that was like my life yeah you know, you know like, all about that then it's just like all it's what you do yeah yeah it's, um, <laughs> I don't know do you do you know what sort of like triggered wanting like wanting to break away from that kind of stuff and just like having that fall by the wayside and and just starting to pursue the the art stuff a little more seriously yeah um I didn't know it at the time so it's like all in retrospect so that I can kind of connect these pieces yeah um at the time I was just like I've ruined everything I don't know what I'm doing for but sure. looking back I'm like ah like I see what you're doing Liv like I was kind of like leaving little breadcrumbs for myself um but I the first thing was noticing that um like I wasn't like all the girls there were a hundred percent into soccer and doing that specifically and wanted to spend all their time doing it. And I wanted to spend my time like doing other things, reading, traveling, daydreaming. Um, and at that time, even just like, I don't know, I was exploring more like my internal world. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Photography initially was kind of a way to express what was happening inside. Um, yeah. For so, sure. Yeah, that was kind of the the very first thing was just noticing that I wasn't obsessed with it like the other people were. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, yeah, just following that little thing that was like, this isn't right. This isn't right. Just kind of feeling like like maybe the sports at that point was just like, like sort of one dimensional and wasn't like serving. Exactly. All exactly. of what you were trying to do. Yeah, I felt that. Yeah, the life that I wanted to lead was more complex. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't know, sports can often I think be like looked down upon as like a dumb, like, I don't know, dumb jock kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I don't know, I, I gained so much from like those team experiences yes. and like learning, like what it was like to play at like, I don't know, not just like a recreational level. And I'm sure like, obviously you went to like college to play soccer. And so you were obviously playing at like a pretty high level. And like when you are playing, at those levels, it becomes sort of a different thing, you know, totally. like the, the team mentality becomes more serious, whether it's a negative or, or positive thing. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, I think there's still like a lot of value in those experiences and learning how to like function like that and being around um, different people. Absolutely. And yeah, I, in no way looked down on it. Like I gained so much confidence and like, it was so fun. It like, it taught me like perseverance and like how far I could push my body and like connection with my teammates and like being accountable. Um, and that all felt huge and important and good until it didn't. And then, so it was really like my first, like really big opportunity to like, feel into how an experience felt in the moment and be like, okay, I want to go in a different direction. And like to this day, I'm so thankful for 
like my parents for like saying okay like and trusting that that feeling that I had to like diverge my path and do something completely different because and there was never any like shame or like dang it like it was just like an understanding it's like all right this is exactly the next piece exactly um yeah because to be a like top athlete like you do have to commit like yourself 100 percent to to be successful in that like it's it's no joke it's no joke it's the top like the professional athletes are the top one percent of the one percent exactly it's not not very many people are are even capable of succeeding at that high of a level so um yeah i totally understand like recognizing like oh these people want this much more than i do <laughs> like so maybe it's like time like i don't need to spend 100 percent all on this um so you brought your first camera to germany mm-hmm. and ju- with no real like intentions with it but just to be able to like document your trip then exactly yeah i <laughs> had been shooting on this just like little tiny was bright green like point and shoot I think Fujifilm around campus just like playing um and yeah my dad um is an incredible photographer as well and I remember so I went to Germany specifically because my parents met in Germany and so I'd seen all of his like he has just like these photo albums of film photos taken in Garmisch and all over Um, so it was kind of like a little pilgrimage in a sense for me to like go back to these spots where I had seen my parents in these images that feel like time travel to me. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. I just knew that I needed like my own camera to then do that as well. Cause now I look back on those photos and it feels similar. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, did you go on that trip solo? I did. So it was, um, well, solo-ish it was through like a school program but um the last couple months I traveled alone and then um yeah you've done like a few so like extensive trips like to different parts of the world by yourself right yes yeah that that trip definitely spurred like that desire and uh, to do it again in like backpacker form for sure I've done that a couple times um what what impact has that had on on your on your life like just being able to go experience different cultures and kind of immerse yourself in them yeah oh my gosh so much um it's it perspective first and foremost for sure like yeah getting to look at how other people live around the world um and feel in awe of other ways of being and to get like you get in a plane and then you're just dropped off in (laughs) this like completely foreign place and a lot of the people like especially my last trip was to Cambodia and Vietnam so Southeast Asia and yeah just to speak with people who have a completely different framework of the entire world yeah you do from the second they were born for sure they don't live in quite the crazy material like consumer world that that we do where everybody's just like trying to keep up with one another yeah and it yeah it like helps you to that or me it helped me to like sink into a different way of being too and yeah I always have brought my cameras with me which has also been incredible um 
but also like lends to, a, I have to be a little bit more careful. That's the one thing I'm um, hoping to go to India at the end of this year. And I'm like, keep playing back and forth with the idea of not bringing my camera, which feels like not bringing like an eye of mine. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> or like a limb, but. Yeah, no, I get it. I like at yeah. this point, even for me, when I go on, on weekend trips, I'm like, am I going to bring the podcast gear right? like Do in I have case yeah. maybe I can link up with an artist in this city that I'm going to or exactly. whatever. I don't know. There's, there's definitely that urge. Yeah. But yeah. So maybe a film camera or something, but, um, yeah, it, yeah. What I love about traveling though with my camera is the same thing that I love about having a camera here too, is you can like approach anyone and strike up a conversation with like, it's scary to do that. I feel like, without like a reason but this is my little like reason yeah it's your ringer like, you got exactly. like exactly yeah. i got my like first line and people yeah people seem to like trust maybe because i'm a female too it's like easy to go up to anyone and like ask to like go on a little adventure and take their photo or like sit down and talk with them um just like really getting to know the locals and not yeah. doing a bunch of like touristy shit. Totally. Or even other backpackers, just like anyone. It's just like a quick in and a conversation starter. And like, yeah, it's something I feel really comfortable with too. And I also like love the fact that I can usually like extend a gift to them then afterwards of their image. Yeah, for sure. Together, so, yeah, I remember one of the things um, that kind of like stuck with me after our trip to to joshua tree mm-hmm. um was you were telling me that you, you love taking photos because we as as mm-hmm. humans only get to see like from our eyes and never really get to see ourselves unless yes. unless we're in the mirror yes. which is not exactly like a candid kind of thing you know you're you're aware if you're seeing yourself in the mirror exactly. because you're looking at it <laughs> so it's not super often that you know you get these these moments to see yourself in your natural state Absolutely. and that, that like very much, <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was definitely something I've been, I've been thinking about and like tripping out. It's, it's very simple, but cool, it's yeah. just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it, it yeah. is. It's interesting that, that we only see this way, you I know, trip out on that literally daily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, yeah. We only get to see, yeah. We never get to see the view of, us looking back in on ourselves we're just looking outwards and i think i think that's built into the design for a reason which i'm not sure what reason quite yet but you're trying um, to figure it out yeah, I'm still <laughs> you're on, on the path <laughs> on that one. I'll, I'll loop back around and let you know no it's wild we never really get to like watch ourselves live yes. live the life yeah but yeah so yeah it's really fun then to give images back to people and to have them be like holy shit like that's me that's what I look like that's what I look like when I'm like ecstatically dancing or that's what I look like when I'm like thinking really hard or from like my profile that's something even with a mirror like you can't do yeah or like the bat yeah it's just it's really yeah it's um it's a way to mirror people back to themselves yeah for sure um so at what point did you kind of decide that you were going to like pursue this more seriously after taking that trip to Germany and then realizing that you like taking photos of, of not just places, but, but people specifically? Yeah. Yeah. So I came back from Germany and that was my 
super senior year of college. (laughs) 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 Um, And I just started like doing shoots with my friends for fun. Um, And that then turned into people wanting, like reaching out, asking me to do portraiture for them. And then that slowly turned into me like saying yes, but I charge some for that. Yeah, so learning, for sure. Yeah. So then placing some like monetary value on it as well on my time and the skill that I was developing. Um, and so and then that kind of turned into senior photos for people. And then um, I started a like my blog and website and was contacted by a family friend to shoot a wedding, to ask if I would shoot a wedding. And so that kind of opened that door. Um, and then from there, it just kind of like snowballed. It's a really, yeah, it's a word of mouth kind of referral based system is what I've experienced the most. So yeah, by the end of that year, I was able to pretty much just start the, yeah, I started my business and just kind of like walked into it. Um, that's yeah. killer. Yeah. <laughs> I had like, yeah, a couple, I did like a nannying, I did nannying for like the first year to supplement. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And then when I felt comfy enough, always comfy enough. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's, that's the cool thing about, you know, being somebody in that freelance lane Mm -hmm. is that if you do need to make some extra cash for some reason, you can go do things like that or other, yeah, like odd jobs or whatever. We're resourceful. Right. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta be able to, uh, pull it together. Yeah. There's no one to, to help you do so exactly yeah and that's what people like often ask is like how did you like make that like jump from like having stability to not and I think what was at least helpful for me is I I never was in a job that was stable so I've just like always had this kind of like juggling mentality and I'm comfortable in that so I think what would probably be more like scarier for me is to get a nine-to-five like that would be trapped more of a jump than yeah um, yeah. And some days it's, um, most days it's really magical and exciting and always different, but sometimes it's terrifying and I'm like, I have $5. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I would imagine that puts, you know, that like puts an additional pressure on your, on your passion too, mm-hmm. since you're making your, your money off of something that you're passionate about. Is yeah. it? you have to be conscious of that so it doesn't change your relationship with it super definitely i would at at this point i am so thankful to like be able to say no to jobs that don't feel good so um there's that and i also am in a place where yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't put if i was in like an, an actual financial pinch i would think i would look elsewhere for money because like you said i don't want it to I want to always feel like excited about the work that I'm doing and cause people can feel that back from me. Um, and yeah, at this point it's, it's flowing. Um, but yeah, I think I would, I think I would look to like get a supplementary supplementary <laughs> income if it felt like it was, if I was like saying yes to jobs that weren't like in alignment with me or like my ethics or even like, yeah, what feels sparkly. Yeah. Is it, is it a lot of times just come down to the people that you're working with? Like, and just kind of being like, Oh, this doesn't, I don't really vibe with these people. I don't need to do this. Um, more so I guess like categories of like work that I'm photographing. Um, 
So for me, I do like a lot of portraiture and um, interiors. So like I was, we were talking about before we started, um, like two of my best guy friends have a sustainable construction company, Taylor Smith Sustainable Construction. Yeah, um, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> and so yeah, I photographed like one of the incredible spaces that they created today. Um, and like that feels amazing, especially since like these are my badass friends um, that I'm like working with and helping. Um, and, um, yeah, I also do like maternity sessions, which is really fun for me. Um, weddings as well. Yeah. I'm kind of all over the place. And what I like about that is the work follows what I'm interested in, in the moment. So if I'm like fascinated with pregnancy and like how the body works, which I am currently my own body, then like I get maternity inquiries because I'm thinking about it and I'm like posting about it on my social media and sending it out there exactly yeah and so what I'm like thinking about and interested in comes back to me and that feels like a really badass like natural flow to my work and and that has a lot to do with like yeah what I'm excited about I post and then people see it and then they book me for that so for sure yeah and you're obviously super like stoked about doing it and genuine so i'm sure that that helps you you know figure out what you're trying to see through the lens and whatnot (laughs) and uh no it's just cool i i'm i'm very like infatuated with just your your infatuation for like understanding the human experience on a different level and and just kind of getting to do that through photography and getting to learn about things that, that you are curious about, like the maternity thing, like getting to have like a real intimate shoot with the, the woman that's on your, on your website. Like I was, I was checking out your, yeah. your stuff and I've seen like that, fo- those photos a lot of She's the amazing Mayan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you, th- where, where did that all come from? Just like your, your curiosity for just kind of further understanding existence what the heck we're doing like where yeah because (laughs) i don't know i'm just i just like i said relate to your kind of growing up in that sports world Mm -hmm. and then like i just feel like so much has changed since the late teens and and even like early 20s of what my interests are or what my understanding of this whole thing is or even being like taking the time to try to understand what this is. I don't think that, that was like really happening right? for, I don't know, those, those years. Yeah. I'm just like being a kid playing hockey and, and screwing around with the band and whatever, like just being a high school dickhead, like just yeah. being yep. a jackass kid, you know, <laughs> like not being too mindful about right. necessarily <laughs> the universe or whatever, you know? Yes. I think about that all the time. Like, the fact that I like think back on like my early high school self as well. And like I was doing similar things kind of, but the like I was in a different world. I literally feel, I feel like now I've like woken up into a different reality and it's hard to even like, I can kind of remember what the other one was, but yeah, it's this like kind of process of like waking up and waking up and waking up and waking up and <laughs> I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like lately it's just been like a bell curve of just like. Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's it's fascinating to me that like i didn't i by no means you, you are from like portland right it's like a unicorn it's hey. been brought up on on the show you know <laughs> like you meet meet somebody that's from actually from here and it's kind of not a not a super common thing all the time but um i i by no means like moved up here to try to start like a new life or anything Mm -hmm. but i'm very like now fascinated that you really can like just go start a new life somewhere if you if you want and and that was not like my intention of coming up here but i really have like formed something completely different for the most part what was going on in like california for me and it's just very i don't know when you start to realize certain things that that you can change the environment around you and you mm-hmm. can just, you can just literally, you can do whatever you, you can want. Literally you can literally do whatever but, you want. But you also, some people have privileges mm-hmm. that allow them to do that e- more easily sometimes. You know, not everybody ha- like can just do, I don't know. Not everybody's is super fortunate to be in environments all the time that allows them to have options, obviously. Absolutely. And I, I acknowledge that, but you can just like tomorrow I could move away from here and be a completely different person somewhere else and, and have like that chapter Absolutely. of my life too. Um, and like you said, like you were doing maybe some things that, that showed some interest in some other things and same like high school, I was hosting like morning announcements, like on, on the videos oh and God. stuff, you know, like doing goofy <laughs> shit like that, but also like being real over the top about it. I would do like a typical news anchor kind of voice. Like yeah. we are here live <laughs> <laughs> paper, sticks and tape. Did your school have like the announcement system? So senior year, we got the uh, video announcements. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was in a <laughs> shitty Portland public school. So <laughs> yeah. So no, it's funny because I don't know. I definitely, definitely was not like a part of the cool kids in high school or anything. I felt like I was kind of knew a lot of different people in a lot of different groups, and that's kind of how it's been most of the time throughout life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just remember after doing the first or second video announcements, just like walking through the halls and people were like high fiving me, <laughs> like, "Dude, the announcements were hilarious you. today!" It was just like, "All right, I'm crushing the announcements." I also uh, did like these terrible prank call CDs in high school that we sold at lunchtime. So I don't know. I was always like fucking around or being, I was in a band and stuff like that. Uh But I don't know. There's definitely become a complete kind of shift in consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have a lot of strong relationships with like some of those people from high school as well, which is amazing it's very cool when you get to grow up with people and see them change. Like if you can stick together somehow and, and just see how people become adults and, and live out their life and whatnot. But, yeah. um, long way background, yeah. but <laughs> love it, love it. like, where do you feel like your interests kind of began to like, want to understand what is going on here? Like on a daily with, with existence and whatnot. Yeah. That's a great question. Where did that begin? I think I've been thinking about that a lot, like trying to look back and kind of pinpoint it. Um, I think for me, like one of the most tangible times that I can think of um, 
was like walking through this like park with my mom and having she she's a big practicer uh, practitioner of Zen Buddhism and this was when I was like maybe like nineteen or so and she was just introduced the concept or we were just talking about the concept of there not being there not being a past and there not being a future only being a present moment and I'd like heard that before but it just felt like well okay whatever I don't like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) sure sure whatever uh but in that moment for some reason I remember exactly like the bush that I was walking by at like the quad at Oregon State and it like like I like felt it in my body like like oh like that is that's the truth like they're like the the future is a projection of our mind and the past is a memory like it's only like I'm slapping my leg right now. <laughs> it's only like this moment. That's all that there is. And that was definitely like a, a turning point for me um, to just then like, I, f- I felt like that was a moment where like what, kind of what we were talking about, I like woke up into a new reality of like, Oh, okay. Like all of a sudden this feels differently. And I'm started approaching things differently. And, um, read the power of now which Man. was like yeah uh, that, first in yeah i read that book last year yeah while i was going through a real real rough time yeah like my i guess i don't know i i, I definitely experienced some pretty gnarly panic attacks last year for mm-hmm. the first time that were like real severe where i definitely went to the hospital and yeah. thought that i was like that there was something physically wrong with me and whatnot and uh like through that I had to take a step back and and very much like analyze some things and and uh you know get some help with some certain things and and processing yeah things that maybe i've way too good at shouldering or whatever and uh yeah i read that power of that power of now book was recommended by by mountaineer mike who's the engineer on this uh this podcast uh, a lot of the time and uh he's like hey buddy you should read this book yeah and that thing is that's like my bible yeah that it and i think it it was easy for me to process because i was i was hip to like a lot of the ideas in there but just the way uh, that fella Eckhart, good old Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle, <laughs> just the way he breaks breaks certain things down, it just makes it very palatable. And yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is this is all very real to my situation right now. It made a lot of sense to me. Yes, and obviously, it's just a tool. It's not, you know, it doesn't fix or change everything, but it has definitely been one of those things where I will think about certain things if I'm having a rough time with something trying to stay in the present moment if I feel like I'm gonna flip out maybe I'll just be like right all right we're just gonna focus on uh, taking the next step and just watching my foot take the next one and (laughs) we are just people I'm a person (laughs) (laughs) existing in the world (laughs) yeah I love that you like touched on finding that book when you are in a dark space because I think that's also kind of like it's that you're searching for something you're calling out. I, I too like experienced some pretty like low lows in my life. Also last year around this time last year, that's when I got this white patch in my beard. I'm telling you, I don't know what was going on, but I also was in some (laughs) dark shit last year around this time. I'll tell you it was a rough one. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
and it's in that like being able to like go down into the depths of your psyche and like touch the the bottom of it and like then be able to come back from that and like it changes it a like makes you look deeply and like reach out and find um question It, it makes you question things and um yeah, my favorite quote ever is that nirvana is reality experienced directly. And that's something that I come back to so often recently is like, if you actually look around and experience what's going on without the constant like mental chatter, without the judgment, our mind telling us all these things, like it's like, this is incredible. And yeah slowly building up tools to like help us be able to just experience the present is yeah that's it's it's what it's all about yeah just (laughs) realizing that it's all happening it's all happening right now it's funny i started uh playing ice hockey again like the last few weeks we have like this goon squad of mostly portland musicians Uh on the team and it's it's a lot of fun and uh now I have a completely different relationship with that. And that is such an incredible way for me to be present. Yes. Actually, for like an hour of my life, it, it's it's the most. Yes. And I guess, I don't know, I've become just super about the gym and working out like that. That just seems to help my anxiety quite a bit, like getting getting that sweat on like every day yeah but playing hockey for for an hour it makes me feel like a little kid (laughs) amazing and and also just i don't know just super it's the hockey rink seems to be this special place for me because it's usually it's it's almost always inside unless you're some midwestern or canadian kid that gets to play outside on a pond but it's like these four walls where i don't know what is going on outside of it Uh so it becomes this very like peaceful and just some place where I get to go have fun and and be completely present in it. It's yes. wild. I love that this is looping back around here because you've picked up hockey again. And I also <laughs> play like at Portland Indoor on like an indoor team just for fun. And it's that same like, yeah, playing soccer again, playing yeah. hockey again. But your like, relationship is different with different. it now. Yeah. Because you're not trying to like get a scholarship <sighs> or yeah. you don't have any of those it's pressures. It's a game. It yeah. can be a game. <laughs> I trip out. Oh man, I think <laughs> I think that sometimes uh doing <laughs> doing like the few uh higher doses of of mushrooms that I've done uh-huh. has really like fucked up my perception of sports. <laughs> Cuz I used to be do tell. I I just I'm still a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. Like I'm super I love to just like watch somebody that's incredibly good at a sport it's very amazing to me and like we were talking about earlier you know that the worst person on a professional team is still one of the best athletes in the world (laughs) (laughs) so like the person that you're usually yelling obscenities to on on like the field or rink or whatever is also still one of the best (laughs) people in the world (laughs) at the sport so um but i don't know i just I do it's just funny to for me to watch people that get real upset when their teams lose now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I just feel like it's real dumb now and and I'm I definitely have 
emotional attachments to sports teams and I love to like go root for my team or whatever. Right. But I'm not the type of person that's going to walk away super pissed off after. And some people get like real heated. Like that's their existence though. You know, like that's the one thing that they have for hope. It seems these, these types of people. Right. Yeah. They invest everything into the Sunday football game. And if it it doesn't go that way, it's going to be a rough start to the week. So (laughs) I've been thinking about sports as well recently or games in general, but sports for this context in the sense that it's like, if you think of what we're doing here on earth, it's really just a dance or a game. There, there really isn't a point. We're just like running around playing with each other really. Yeah. And then you have like, so that's like the macrocosm and then the microcosm within it is like these little like rinks and like tiny games (laughs) that we've created that we put so much effort and emphasis on just like we put effort and emphasis on our entire lives. Yeah. Like we're going to win it or lose it when it's just a game. There are two games. For sure. (laughs) But I also appreciate the escapism of it. Totally. You get to, yes, because you get to make believe inside the make believe. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's nice to, um, it's nice to like go, I love, I still love going to see sports and, I, I don't watch as frequently as I used to on TV, but I still mm-hmm. love to, to watch sports and it's still fun and to not think about something other than that sport, I guess, for a couple hours totally. and, and disappear into that. And but you get like completely connected. Yeah. <laughs> but also now it's just sometimes it's very hard. It, like I love going to watch sports games now, especially live and watch other people get real heated but wait did you do the high dosage of mushrooms and then watch a sports game no okay no i just feel like (laughs) that's to maybe after no i have not (laughs) been to i've never been to a sporting event like blasted on i've never done i've i've never done any psychedelics outside of like the forest or the Mm -hmm. desert that feels right i don't know if i could hang with uh regular like the regular world (laughs) i think i need to be somewhere far out somewhere we can like touch the earth yeah Uh for sure somewhere where you can just randomly take a little nap in the Uh in the dirt path wherever you (laughs) may lie (laughs) something something along those lines but i feel that yeah i don't know uh yeah one i think one of the other things you were saying when we were out there in the desert you were talking about uh maybe always feeling like you need to get something done, like, and being very disciplined mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely connect with that as well. I always, I'm just, I have a lot of trouble just like turning off the, whatever's going on in my mind. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I need to book this show. But what if we did this and we completely like flipped it upside down, just new ideas kind of cranking all the time? Mm-hmm. Is that, is it hard for you to, to shut off your creative ideas mm. with everything going on? Hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I'm endlessly curious as well. It sounds like you like wanting to do all the things and think about all the things. Yeah. Um, but I also see where that gets in the way of completing certain things and also giving like projects individual attention. And so, 
yeah, I've definitely been working on slowing down a little bit in that sense. And um, yeah, doing like one thing at a time that that feels really novel, even like just eating dinner without doing anything else, <laughs> like yeah. practicing literally just doing one task at a time has been really amazing and helpful to like, yeah, just like slow my brain down a little bit and concentrate and actually kind of looping back to what we're talking about with like experiencing reality. It's really tough to experience three things at the same time. So like giving everything it's like approaching it with reverence and completing it and looking at it and being yeah really really there makes it a lot more fun too <laughs> yeah just giving it like your full attention yeah. and whatnot just yeah i noticed that even i don't know sometimes i'll do like two or three of these podcasts in a day especially if yeah. we're doing studio sessions and it's it's it works and it's necessary a lot of the time but i sometimes i feel like it takes away maybe something Definitely. from one of the conversations or maybe all of them in some way. Right. But yeah. So I, I totally understand that just kind of wanted to do one thing at a time, but it's so hard sometimes is when, when things need to happen quickly or I keep telling myself, I'm going to take like breaks. Uh -huh. Like I'm not going to do <laughs> any more shows and then somebody will hit me up. Like, hey, do you want to collab on this? And yes. it's just like, well, I can't say no to you. Like, of, of course I want to do this. And then I'm wrapped up in another project. Uh -huh. Are you good at giving yourself the necessary breaks Ooh. so that you can maintain the fuel that you need to, to yeah. get by? That's, a, that's another thing that I'm working on, definitely. Um, I mean, as you can see my computer and my bed are like five feet away from each other. Um, so I'm not that good at separating my work and, For sure. and life. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to do like one day off a week, like having like a Sunday or a Saturday since in this season, um, I actually have that option in the summers. Um, I usually have, so much of my work is on weekends. So then I end up working on the weekends and then working in the week because everyone else is working on the week. So, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I tend to like work really, really hard and then I'll go on like a three month trip and then I work really, really hard nice. and then I go on a three month trip. But I would love a little bit of balance. So that's kind of me easing into that concept as well. For sure. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, trying to, trying to like turn... I'm like turning off my computer at night instead of like putting it to sleep. There's something about that. And like turning off my phone before I go to bed. Yeah. Just working on like creating some. Yeah. That fucking little. phone Whew. is is Whew. the worst. It's, it's so hard to. Those little dopamine hits. I have to. Yeah. I've had to like do things to just practice detachment from it. Yes. Like leave it in a different room if I'm watching a movie or something so that I don't, you know. Exactly. Just shit like that. And. It's because I'm weak, apparently. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, it's because but it's, our brains are like our brains are not designed to like have that stimulus in our face all the time, and yeah. it's it yeah. And it's, it's great. I don't know. I it's crazy. I love fucking around on like Instagram, particularly for sure. But what a fucking waste of time! 
<laughs> it's it's I don't know. It's this double-edged sword for sure because it's it's such a cool and great way for someone like you that has the you know your photography stuff so it's a great way to showcase that to people that wouldn't normally ever see that stuff and the same thing for me with the podcast and whatnot and but i don't know i just feel like such a fucking asshole sometimes (laughs) after i'm just like like watching my i'm watching my own instagram story (laughs) like what it look like was it cool (laughs) <laughs> how do other people see this i know i will go down deep dark holes and then come to like an hour later you're just like, like what the fuck did i just I do <laughs> yeah it's so weird it's so weird and it's so easy to do and it's it's purposely that easy to do like there's people that are paid like their entire job is to craft a space that keeps our attention because our attention is money. And yeah, that's one thing that I've been trying to do is like read as much as I can on like how they're trying to keep me locked into my phone. They be like elusive. (laughs) Seriously. Cause that helps, that helps me be like, at least like recognize when I'm doing it and then be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it still. Or I'm like, like, no, cause it, cause it, Yeah. Cause I agree. Like it, it's a, it can be a waste of time and I'd love to find a way to have a relationship with my phone that is healthy. And like, yeah, I think I'm just going to need to eventually start deleting certain apps off the phone cool. so that I don't look at them For on sure. the phone. Like Facebook. I don't need that shit on my phone no, anymore. It's, phone. it's really it's terrible. Yeah. I don't have any apps on my phone except for Instagram. So I'm like forced to like log in like www dot like through Safari. If I'm, desperate enough to need to go on (laughs) yeah it's funny though because at the same time i'm also waiting for that day where my twitter has like 236 alerts and it's just like (gasps) who retweeted something (laughs) like exactly (laughs) yeah that's in twitter is an interesting one i was reading an article or maybe it was a podcast about the like that little lag that happens when you refresh your twitter it's built in it's built in to give you that momentary like, oh, did someone say anything just oh. long enough? And then it refreshes and then you get your notifications. And that is on purpose. <laughs> so you have that like, oh, and then ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuff like that where I'm like, holy shit, the psychology behind this is deep. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that, it does feel good. When you have <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been nice though. Like the. I don't know, that desert trip in particular mm-hmm. was a great trip to pretty much just put the phone yes. away for like four days and not give a fuck about whose birthday it is on Facebook. <laughs> not that I don't want to say happy birthday to people, you know, I want everybody to feel love. You know, <laughs> I appreciate it when as goofy as that is, I appreciate it when people, you know, send really me good. my happy birthday message and it's like, wow. 95 this year <laughs> wow we're really if anything we're building the amount very of facebook happy birthdays <laughs> this year <laughs> we're still losing money it's we're in the red <laughs> but <laughs> like a 95 <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was just i don't know it's just nice to not feel the need to care about that right and i don't know i'm definitely somebody who tends to worry about everyone around like what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. or like even with like friends or different relationships. So especially disconnecting the desert and then also just the, the times that I've done uh, the high doses of mushrooms has been like incredibly beneficial 
to my psyche in that sense because Mm -hmm. it's the only time I feel like I disconnect from all that and realize I realized this time in particular I don't know if it's because we did it during the daytime Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I realized at a certain point I was like oh people are at work right now (laughs) there are other things going on besides everything yep all businesses still functioning right now (laughs) I was like that's great they don't need me they don't need the world doesn't need me out there I'm good (laughs) I'm hanging out yeah it's that ability to just get you right back into the moment again and like play within the moment without thinking of a bajillion other things yeah um has like the use of psychedelics influenced the way you you see things through the camera or at all well my camera tends to make no sense to me if i'm on (laughs) for sure (laughs) but it's influenced the way that i see the world which is like after post absolutely that i what i think about um yeah i think i was like a late bloomer in that sense same yeah yeah (laughs) i think i was like 25 24 25 First time I did psychedelics and yeah, it just, that was another, um, similar to walking through the quad at Oregon state with my mom having that, like, Oh my God, now is all that there is, um, new reality that yep. I'm now existing in after doing psychedelics and like getting to like lift the veil and like peek into this realm of energy and gosh, elves and um yeah yeah, past lives like it was everything else this like complete other realm i got to like have a little peek in there and then all of a sudden this reality my waking life was viewed through a completely different lens um and i realized yeah that what i can see with my like naked eyes isn't necessarily all that there is for sure <laughs> yeah yeah and, that that's that's def- it's definitely like a bit of a mind fuck when you you're like oh okay so i'm just maybe not seeing everything all the time or other pieces or to this puzzle it, if at the very least <laughs> you can like call it hallucinations or or whatever is happening but mm-hmm. it, i think at the very least it does provide you with like the perspective that you know there is a lot of noise at the very least like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on that not necessarily like matters totally <laughs> kind of just makes you see those i don't know those those nat- more natural things and um <laughs> i always think it's funny sometimes when you're when you're in that deep you kind of like have to figure out how to use your your hands again uh-huh. and so at a certain point you're just like all right i can, my feet okay this is how i walk your feet and what and you maybe like maybe spend an hour or so trying to figure out that thing that you you needed and you're like oh yeah water i was gonna go get some water an hour ago <laughs> yes i remember yeah walking with one of my best friends natasha at like a festival and like walking up a hill and all of a sudden like looking at each other and being like these feet like we think that these feet like can carry us and just like (laughs) dying laughing like yeah very simple things you look around and simple things are amazing and miraculous because they are but also you get to see it in this different way it's yeah yeah it's a trip 
It is a trip. It's a trip. And it's been so interesting, like having experiences on psychedelics. And then like years later, um, after like putting in work in other ways, like meditation and mindfulness and, and then like being able to get to those states without it, it's like psychedelics can act as this like, um, yeah, like a little peek into what you could be experiencing or this other way of experiencing. And then to have like your waking consciousness catch up with that. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's another one of those things where, you know, it's not, it's not the solution to anything. Totally. And I don't know. People go and they do something like, like mushrooms for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me, it's always nice to go in a group of people that have some intent behind what they're doing. And, and that was, that definitely made for a really good group. This last outing, like I had an absolute blast and was just like, felt super fortunate for the, for the group of people that surrounded me and was just, I definitely let go to a certain degree that I had never done before on, on psychedelics and like really went with it. Um, and uh, I have no idea where I was going with that <laughs> at all. But that's that's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it's true. Set setting and intention, like so important. Yeah. I don't remember. Where that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know where it was going. But uh yeah, it's been it's been wild. Um how many like times have you gone like pretty deep on it? Mm. Like quite a few. Quite a few experiences. Quite a few. Well, maybe like, maybe like 10 okay. experiences. Yeah. yeah. For sure. With, yeah, acid and mushrooms. For and, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's um, not something that you need to do all the time or that I need. Like, I'll do it once and be like, okay, I'm good yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I'm good for like a year. <laughs> that's what I was saying. It's totally. a tool. It's, it's not, tool. it's not a solution. Exactly. And like, that's what I was going to say. Lots of people go out for different reasons. Cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I feel that often like I'm going for some sort of, uh, like healing and <laughs> some like love and understanding of some sort. Cool. And, um, so, I think just recognizing that that it is a nice tool and a nice like look into those things of like, Oh, okay. Maybe I can apply this, this vision to my life. Like you were saying, and like when you can, when you occasionally come into tune with those things, when you're not like experiencing any psychedelics, you're just like, Oh, this is it. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling that, that, thing. that energy again. Yeah, exactly. And that's, it's, it's definitely like blown the lid off so doing psychedelics kind of blew the lid off of what I thought was possible for myself to experience. I was like, Oh my God, like, okay, I can experience all of this. And then yeah. In my waking life, being able to like build up to this new level that before, I don't know if I would like have known that I could go that, that far. And I mean, we're young. Like I can only imagine like how far we'll go. And and yeah. Yeah, for sure. Super. Yeah. I view it as, a really fucking fun and fascinating. And then also, yeah, like this incredible tool to expand your consciousness and to play in this other realm that like we don't get to 
dancing all the time. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't know, it's the closest thing I can explain to like a godlike experience and has definitely even changed my views of like what that is, yeah. what God is or anything. Yeah. <laughs> definitely like see it more of an as an experience or like an energy now after after doing that type of stuff but at the very least it definitely lets you know that like gives you a different perspective and lets you see things much differently yeah which is quite strange and then you have that kind of kind of old mind focus like this all happened from eating this i don't know what happened i don't know what happened 10 hours ago (laughs) but (laughs) yeah and then you rush back down into this reality yep yeah, yep, it's just just right back in the game. Just right back in the game, but everything's different again. <laughs> yeah, you have a fresh you have a fresh look on it uh-huh. for sure. Um, do you uh, like as far as taking photos mm-hmm. and making that connection with people? Um, how how do you go about just trying to make people feel? real comfortable Mm. when taking the photos because i would imagine much like the music world people maybe tend to freeze up like maybe they do in a studio session some some players get like super nervous and and have trouble kind of being their authentic authentic selves or or playing the song that the the way that they normally do just like feeling all eyes on them and whatnot so is there is there things that you kind of do to try to put people at ease and so that you can capture them in their, their purest form? Definitely. Yeah. I think you touched on something really important, which is, yeah, as, I mean, we've all experienced it. Like the second you can be doing something and then the second you see a camera on you, you're like either posing or like stop doing what you're doing. Your or like ego. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> clam up. I do the exact same yeah, thing. for sure. So, um, yeah, I think talking with people um, initially, like sitting down and having a conversation. So we like get to know each other a little bit. Um, What I've been doing recently, which has been really incredible, is like having them, like doing a little guided meditation for them initially and like having them really drop into their body and relax and um, like feel solid in their vessel first and like connected to themselves and just like taking five minutes before we begin to just like... Um, and then we just play like I think I kind of gauge um, like my amount of direction with people off of how comfortable they seem. Some people have had more experience in front of a camera than others. So like giving people directions really helpful. Um, also showing them their picture gets people really excited. So like I am super high energy when I'm taking people's pictures too. So like they see me getting excited and then I show them and then they're like, Oh my God, okay, well, what if we did this? Yeah, for and then sure. it becomes this interactive thing and they get excited and, and then it just, they kind of forget that it's this awkward thing that is usually makes them feel uncomfortable because it's this fun flow, um, an exchange between us. And yeah, it's, it's really fun for me because I get to also tap into their personality and like figure out these little things that like, make them feel good or like make them relax in certain ways um and it's different for everybody so it's about being really observant too of who you're with and like yeah what they react to 
or don't like. No, that's cool. I, th- I think even just doing, you know, like the short guided meditation with them is, is such a cool practice because yeah. it allows you to experience something with them. Exactly. And kind of gets you on the same wavelength and whatnot. Yeah, because it's, it's ex- yeah, it connects you too with the person because it's such a collaboration. The person taking the photo and then the person having the photo taken, it's like this figure eight. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah. Obviously, you're using like a digital camera most of the time so you can see what you're getting when yes. you're taking the photo. But do you feel... Like when you are actively taking the photo, do you know when you got it, like got that, that shot without, without even having to like seeing it or anything? For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's just like fun confirmation when you look down and you're like, hell, that's the best feeling. And getting to show someone like how radiant and beautiful they are and like seeing that look in their eyes too when they see themselves. It's so fun. It's, yeah. It's For sure. Thing. That's awesome. <laughs> what about as far as the like editing, like that side of the production that mm-hmm. goes into it? Because you obviously spend a lot of time having to do that and just kind of sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. Um, is that it's obviously a much different experience, but do you do you enjoy that part or is it just kind of a, a tedious mess most of the time? Yeah, I would. Sometimes it's a tedious mess, but most of the time I do, um, I do enjoy it because it, at this point I'm pretty quick and it can be, um, I take it as like my learning time, um, a to like look back over how the shoot went and like analyze it as I go, um, and see like what worked and what didn't work. I can like remember what cues I was giving and like see what it produced, um, and then also it's just me clicking at my computer. So I always have like podcasts going, listening or like have like I can sit and edit for eight hours in a row and like have like an eight hour YouTube lecture going. So I like yeah. it's kind of like my learning time, too, which I'm so thankful for, like just getting to like have really intelligent and funny people like wash over my ears all day while I'm clicking at my computer. It's pretty it's pretty enjoyable because I I would say I'm like an introverted extrovert. So the shoot is really involved and I'm like on and it's fun and interactive. And then I get to like put on my sweatpants and cozy up and be yeah, alone for a while. For which sure. Which is really great. And that's cool that you have, you have that sort of documentation to just like analyze the interaction that you had with this person. Yeah. And I get a similar thing out of doing something like this because right. like I will listen back to this to make sure, you know, everything is usually like solid before it actually gets put out and whatnot. And I get to kind of go back and unfortunately critique myself most of the time. Just totally. be like, Oh, okay. Yep. I, I could have done that there, you know, right. but that's, I don't know. It's still important for me at this stage in the game to, to go back and listen and try to figure out where I could have taken the conversation into a different direction right. if I if I feel like I missed something or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's what we have it's very similar kind of post-production time then in that sense because, yeah, like exactly like like looking how you posed a question and how then that got a response and then, yeah, you can tweak it or be like, yes, that was good. Let me like go in that direction more next time. Yeah. But totally the like self-critic is also in there 
it was it's in there hard when I'm editing as well. Like, God, why didn't you like <laughs> go from a different angle or like, you, like you should have run further with what she was doing there or yeah. And yeah, taming that voice too is crucial because it can be brutal editing sometimes for both of us. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you like have to look at your work or, and I have to listen yeah. to my voice, oh. which is, I don't know. I'm, I know what it sounds like now. Yes, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, it is. I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely something I just like, fuck you, man. Why did you do that? There? You know, it's like sometimes I'm, I'm just very, yeah, not, not pleased with myself, right. but, but then that's how we grow. Yeah. Yeah. It's only cause I want to be better at it, I guess. Definitely. And whatever, but yeah. Growing pains. <laughs> Growing pains happen for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you feel like taking all these photos and having all these interactions has just been another thing to give you more perspective on other people's experiences that are much mm-hmm. different than your own? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite things to photograph recently is... Um, yeah, people starting new like ventures or new chapters in their lives um, and getting to give them images that like represent that. So like I have a good friend who just started a um, bread company, Groundbreaking Bread, Claire Stager. I read your blog. <laughs> yeah, I read the yeah, blog. You, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so she, like, she came over and we, I got to like document the process of this heart passion project of hers from that she started from the ground up and then she gets to have like a tangible thing that she can then share her work with the world with so it's like this cool tool that like I can yeah like give to people to use for themselves and it's really fun yeah Yeah. as far as the the blog stuff that you have on the website yeah do you just choose to do that on particular sets of photos or do you kind of know which ones you're yeah. going to do that oh, with gosh. prior? Well, I've only recently, I have had a big, bl- I have, mm, yeah. <laughs> I've There's had a little like, gap. I've had a block with like sharing my work yeah. in full the past like year, which I'm finally like pushing through. I'm like a perfectionist when it comes to sharing my work. And I've just realized that that is tedious and boring. And so, I've been trying to share more because I've done hundreds of shoots, but not shared that many. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I blog is kind of random. Um, for sure. And I made it a goal to do two posts a month for 2018. Nice. So yeah, it's yeah, just what I'm, I guess, working on or excited about. Um, and also like I often will blog, um, the types of shoots that I would like to book more of as well. So you can kind of like, if you look through my blog, you can kind of see like where my interest is at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I checked it out earlier today cool. and just, <laughs> I just think it's cool to, that you have that to go along with the photo sets. Yeah. Cause it's, it just gives a little more look into the story that goes along with it. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like it's watching also- her getting like, bake the bread through those photos and preparing it and whatnot. Yeah. It's a little story. Yeah. Yeah. Just give, give people more of a thing to connect to. Yeah. I'd like to expand a little bit more on like writing on my blog. Um, 
because I love writing as well and interviewing maybe or just like writing about yeah photos and then also people's internal experience for sure as well just um who are the people that you would consider to be like the most inspiring to you right now or just energizing your you're jammed. Inspiring and I know I definitely, like, it can be people you know or don't know or whatever. Yeah. But I definitely, I don't know. I feel like it's important to have, at least it's, it's important for me to have other voices <laughs> coming at me that that, that sure. are doing, like yourself. It's very, and I think I've told you this before, it's very inspiring just to watch you. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's inspiring to me, anybody that has kind of cut the cord of any, financial means coming in except for whatever they generate on their own you know it's just like anybody opening up their own business or whatever but and just to get to see you pursuing your your passion and getting to travel the world in some cases because of that or just to give yourself an excuse to go shoot photos somewhere or Mm -hmm. get to like i know you get the same value out of connecting with these people as as i do with the podcast so um but yeah who who are the who are the inspiring folks to you that are so many keeping your hustle going keeping my hustle going can i give you just the most generic answer possible please do (laughs) okay well all of my friends all praise to god there you go (laughs) yes podcast over great one (laughs) that's olivia ashton everybody (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) i won't do you like that my mom my mom is yeah she is yeah 61 and just the most tapped in human being that i know she yeah is exploring her she's a chiropractor so she's an entrepreneur she's been an entrepreneur her whole life but just it's so inspiring to me to see someone who is at who's older like diving into her craft and her like her mind she's exploring her mind through buddhism and in a way that is just like it's insane and incredible and i learn from her just remaining curious and stuff like that so curious at any age like that like watching her like she's light years away like ahead of where like anything that i think about so like looking to her makes me so excited to grow old because she has wisdom and that is i don't know it's not something that you can buy it's not something that you can like fake it's just like when you're sitting with someone who knows like you can feel it and i can feel it with her and she's my mom and that just like oh Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to mom. That's awesome. Such a shout out to mom. That's killer. Yeah. She inspires me every single day and can sit with my worst, the worst pieces of me and love me so freaking deeply. <laughs> I feel like moms are good at that. God. Yeah. They just, are. It's, a, it's a good quality. Yeah. She's my number one. Number one stunner. Yep. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Cool. Cool. I uh, I very much dig your approach, and and I I love your your curiosity for everything, Thank and you, just like Damien. the human existence and whatnot, and 
you're obviously like very good at what you do and that's the reason that you've been able to sustain something on your own so it's it's fucking awesome thank you that's i the jam. so appreciate who you are and it's been so fun talking to you like this like yeah. we've had extensive conversations but this is just even one on more one. intimate and on the mics and, yeah i love it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but you're i don't know i find your energy to be like very infectious thank you and so it's very very cool to just have had the opportunity to like get to know you a little bit more this last year and i look forward to you know seeing what you continue to do and whatnot yeah likewise i'm so thankful to be your friend yeah yeah that's right <laughs> we're friends. yep we're gonna we're gonna end this program with a hug it's gonna be a hug at the end <laughs> Um, where can people keep up with you or contact you if they are interested in maybe working with you? Ooh, cool. If yeah. they want some incredibly dope photos, <laughs> you know? Um, so I have a website, which is oliviaashtonphotography.com or on Instagram at Olivia underscore Ashton with two N's. And yeah, those are probably the best places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're going to play it out with a jam. Yeah. We started with Hammerhead. We, we obviously have a mutual love for, for the boys, love the fellas. Tyler and Ian, we love them. And uh, we're going to play it out with a Haley Johnson song. Love her. And I know that, that Haley is somebody that you have definitely worked with in uh, the past. Yes. And she's and a friend of yours. Someone I admire greatly as well. Incredible yeah. singer songwriter, and she and I have been going back and forth and trying to figure out a time for her to pee on the program. Oh, you're gonna love it. Um, when I asked you about using one of her songs, you were talking about Feel the Water, yeah, which is what we're gonna play the episode out with. Yeah. Is there any particular reason that, mm. that you dig this song? Yes, well. I heard this song first um, at the old church. I went oh. to a, a funnel. <laughs> yeah, it was my first time seeing Haley Johnson live. Nice. Um, and yeah, she prefaced it just explaining that she wrote it like during a really dark period, depression and um, like self-doubt. And um, yeah, the words just it'll it'll speak for itself, but just kind of seeing what a light she is and knowing that she also like goes to those dark places. Um, yeah, it just made, made me cry. <laughs> I cried a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of tears. Uh, yeah. I played it like over and over and over and over. <laughs> just crying. Just cry. oh. But there it's like the happy cry, the like cry of like recognition. And, yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's the lovely Olivia Yay. Ashton on the program. Thank you. For Thank you so me. much for doing the jam. Uh, we end every episode of the program with the guest saying the tagline, which is "It's a program." So you get to give us a, it's a it's a good it's a program. It's a program. She did it. <laughs> she nailed it. Check it out. Check out all of the lovely work by Liv. Check out her website. I'll put the the links in the notes and whatnot. And uh, we're going to play it out with uh, Feel the Water from Haley Johnson. And that's it. That's the Jelly Jam. We'll catch you on the flip side, Portland.
It's a program. <laughs>